You cannot understand America without understanding the South. It's the fastest growing, youngest, and most diverse part of the country. And Southerners are changing the music we listen to, the movies we watch, the food we eat, and the stories we share. I'm John Hammontree, host of The Reckon Interview, and each week I sit down and talk with some of the South's most interesting thinkers and creators. We talk about how this place shaped them and how they're reshaping the South. So go ahead and subscribe to The Reckon Interview, available wherever you get your podcasts. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. As the novel coronavirus wreaks havoc in Alabama and across the world, these are the stories of those seeking to survive the disease and its economic strain. A lot of us don't have health insurance. A lot of us don't have sick days. You can't collect unemployment when shows cancel. Today, we hear from Lee Baines. When I spoke to Baines, he juggled a phone and a paintbrush as he hung on a ladder while working outside someone's home in Atlanta. Yeah, I guess I am social distancing. I, um, I, I had a homeowner um, see if I could come and paint the exterior of their house here recently. And um, so we had a we had a sunny day, and uh, the homeowners can stay inside and uh, not have to really interact with me or me with them. Uh, so I was fortunate to get a little work since our tour was canceled. And I uh, figured I'd make hay when the sun's shining. Uh, that's my grandma would say. So. While off tour, the Alabama-born musician looks for construction or handyman work. Some of the bigger jobs he had lined up weren't meant to begin until after he returned from this latest tour. His band, The Glory Fires, booked gigs through March, including shows at the since-canceled South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. His bandmates, Adam and Blake Williamson, who are brothers, have a family member who is immunocompromised, so they made the call to end their tour early. Baines said he didn't realize how serious the outbreak had become, so he did the first few shows himself, making stops in Oxford and Memphis. When he noticed those normally packed out bars and the streets outside them were dead, he got the sense that this was bigger than he realized. Man, I, I stopped for gas at a truck stop, and I just kind of had a bit of a freak out trying to figure out um, whether I should continue under Tulsa or not. And, um, you know, I just kind of talked to a bunch of friends on the phone. You know, we all kind of agreed together that it would be best to just pull the plug. And so I headed on back to Atlanta. Yeah, and just since then, then I guess just about like everybody else, just kind of hunkered down. It's a little uh, tenuous right now for us and for all bands and people who work in bars and venues and stuff like that. I asked him to reflect on COVID-19's immediate economic impact on musicians like him. been happening so rapidly and and for you people like you who were immediately affected by this it was really like almost an overnight thing and, and I just wonder just how tough I mean in, in for some people I'm sure how devastating has that been for people who depend on these gigs for money 
Yeah, well, you know, man, it's like we're in the middle of making a record right now, which is a time where we don't, you know, that that's a time where we're spending money, not making money, you know. And so those shows were pretty important to funding the record. Uh, and now with those all canceled, that, that's, you know, that's pretty stressful. That that is pretty that that is a little stressful, but I guess and I posted this on Twitter the other day because I was thinking about it after talking to people who were also you know kind of forced off the road due to this and people who work at venues is that the thing about our band is that you know we're we're semi pro <laughs> we uh, we all have jobs when we get off the road and um, so when the band isn't touring the band isn't really spending very much money you know what i mean like like so we do have this you know we're trying to make a record so that's some money but we can also decide when we go into the studio and when we don't and stuff like that but so for the most part the band doesn't really have a lot of overhead and we all are you know thankfully have some work right now like you know what i'm what i'm doing right now um individually so we're you know i mean it's definitely more anxiety producing than usual for us but we're not in as tight a spot as our friends who run sound and tin bar at venues that are having you know for their weekly paycheck um that are having to close right now so that's kind of where my primary concern is is for the people who work in in venues and various like kind of live uh music production bars and restaurants and stuff like that because for for Pretty much all of us, whether we're musicians or whether we work in the venues, we, you know, don't have, a lot of us don't have health insurance. A lot of us don't have um, sick days. Um, You know, if you're like us in a touring band and that's your, like, you know, part-time kind of thing, then you can't collect unemployment when shows cancel. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, scary time and I think maybe it just hit us a little bit earlier than it did the the kind of workers and other sectors of the economy you know but uh I think it's fixing to hit hit everybody to some extent or another so well and just to understand some of the logistics of what you're talking about when you are touring I want people to understand the actual impact that this has on on people that you just mentioned, including yourself, I mean, a lot of people might have trouble understanding how touring musicians earn money. So can you tell me as much as you want to so that people understand how you and other musicians make their living when you're touring like that? For the most part, bands like us who are, you know, like independent, original music bands, we make money for the most part off the door. Um, So like what people pay uh, to get into the show. Um, and then we also um, will make money off, you know, people buying shirts and records and stuff at the shows. And, you know, th- sometimes you make money, you know, kind of depends on the agreement. But like Egan's in Tuscaloosa famously never charged a cover. Zurich City doesn't charge a cover. So when you play places like that, they pay you out of the bar business. So, you know, the thing is when people aren't coming to bars, we're not getting paid, you know, and um, I mean, we've, like I said, we've just outright canceled shows, but, you know, the same goes for bartenders and servers, which, you know, I, uh, has, has struck me 
and and a lot of folks I know in the service industry for years is very unfair that you know the minimum wage for a bartender and a server I think it's something like two fifty an hour or something like that. So if people aren't in there tipping, then you're I mean you're you're not even making gas money you know to get to work. So uh, you know I think this just kind of highlights how vulnerable um, a lot of people in the economy are and like. You know, there aren't a whole lot of people in the U.S. who, you know, make half their income off touring and independent rock bands, you know. But there are a ton of people who work in bars and restaurants in the U.S. I think it's one of the most common professions there is right now. So, you know, to me, this just, this whole crisis just kind of exposes how uh, unfair our economy is to, to so many workers who, um, can't afford to get sick, who can't afford to stay home. And it, it kind of puts puts people in this really difficult situation of deciding whether they're going to, you know, get evicted or potentially get sick and spread a disease, you know. So I think this just kind of highlights the need for, you know, universal health care and the higher minimum wage and mandated sick pay and unemployment and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just because it's not just for the individual it's like it affects all of us even if we go pick up food to go from a restaurant and somebody back in the kitchen is sick that doesn't have any choice but to go to work because they have to you know pay the rent and feed their kids and they as hard as they're trying cough in our food and you know you know what i'm saying it's like that that, that this is just an example of how these policies uh, affect all of us i think it's important that we start considering uh, our, ourselves collectively um, instead of just individually when we're making these policy decisions. So. To tour at all, to, to perform at all the way that you guys do, you have to write music because you guys perform the original music that you write. And so your creativity is your business. And, and I just wonder if there is a creative itch that you're wanting to scratch right now. Are you feeling... Uh, that at all right now or is it not the time and place is it something that you'll come to later how is your sort of creative mind at work right now yeah i mean i'm um you know i've kind of been split between finding trying to kind of scramble to find work and also work on you know because we are working on new record or songs for new record right now so i am trying to spend a little bit of time every day working on music and it's it's one of those things where I send out the bids for jobs or make the phone calls or whatever. And, you know, I I hope they come back um, with something, but then again, uh, the silver lining to me is if they don't, then, well, that's another day I get to spend working on music. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am fortunate in that sense that I have a buddy. He, he was like 12 hours into the quarantine and he just sent me a, text saying man i'm so bored right now <laughs> and i was like well i, I guess i'm sort of a, a fortunate temperament uh, to be in this situation because i can just kind of sit in my room and work on on music all day and, and really just kind of appreciate the opportunity so i'm trying to do that but it's also difficult just to you know because man it's like this is a really scary time for a lot of people particularly elderly folks and folks without health care so it's uh it's it's hard to not uh just kind of you know just get kind of consumed with worry um for people um but 
Yeah, but but anyway, to answer your question, I'm trying to spend some time each day uh, just working on working on music and putting up my phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. And and my last thing for you, Lee, you're right. It is scary. It is uncertain, and it, this is something that has already impacted you. And it seems like we're still pretty early in the stages of this whole thing and however it's going to play out. Uh, and I just wonder what's encouraging you right now. Man, what's encouraging me? I will say probably the most encouraged I've been in the last few days is that, well, it's like a few things. I mean, I, I've been getting a little like, misty-eyed looking at the videos from Italy of people, you know, on their balconies uh, singing and playing music together and uh, sort of like in, engaging each other socially that, that uh, you know, in this time of hardship. And uh, to another point, I was talking yesterday to a friend in uh, Beaumont, Texas, who's, uh, who we've gotten to know through playing shows down there. And we were supposed to be there next week, but um, obviously will not be. But he's a, he works in a grocery store there, you know, which is, I mean, I, I think we would all agree is a pretty heroic thing to be doing right now. And he is, is currently with his uh, coworkers trying to get this, you know, multi-billion dollar corporation they work for to pay them hazard pay, you know, because right now they're just making the standard pay that they would get, you know, uh, any any day of the week. So just hearing that and hearing the um, popular support showing out for uh, him and his coworkers was pretty inspiring yesterday and showed, showed me a lot of hope. And also that just that getting back to that idea that, like, like you said, we're all in this together. This is about looking out for each other, um, not just for ourselves. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty great. If you or anyone you know is affected by the coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. Thanks for listening.